Folks, wondering what happened on July 17th in baseball history? Ty Cobb passes away. The Twins triple up the Sox twice. Gibby reaches 3,000 strikeouts. And DiMaggio's streak is stopped. All that and more on July 17th, this day in baseball history. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care. Folks, welcome to Baseball History Daily. And as, as I say every day, every piece of history starts with the birthday. And for the hundreds of players that were born today, my special birthday calls out goes to Don Kessinger. He was born on July 17, 1942, in Forest City, Arizona. Kessinger accepted a $25,000 bonus to sign with the University of Mississippi. With Ernie Banks, Glenn Burkett, and Ron Santo, he gave the Chicago... He gave the Chicago Cubs an all-star infield. Though he led the NL in errors in his first season as a regular in 65, Kessinger quickly established himself as an outstanding fielder, leading um, all shortstops and putouts three in three years, assists four years, double plays four years, and fielding percentage once. He played in 54 straight errorless games in 1969. That was then a record for shortstops, and he started he started five All-Star games, and he was a pesky, reliable hitter with the top average of 274 and 66 and 72. And on July 17, 1970, he also went 6-for-6 six six in a 10-inning game. Today's debut, Jim Brewer. Now, he debuted on July 17, 1960. When I look at these numbers, I always get fascinated. He was, and I get them from baseball reference, he was the 11,753rd a player in Major League Baseball history. Now, he debuted against the Cardinals. Uh, he pitched an inning, gave up two hits, one strikeout, one walk, and three earned runs. Now, what changed Brewer's uh, career was when a tip from Warren Spahn helped him develop a screwball in 1964. And then he became one of the most successful relievers in the National League. He averaged better than 19 saves a season, which was a big deal back then uh, for the Dodgers, 68 through 73. Uh, with a career high of 24 in 1970. In 72, his ERA was a minuscule 1.26, and he averaged an outstanding 4.69 hits per nine innings. Dodger manager Walter Alston said, We've had a lot of great relief pitches, but I've never seen anyone better than Brewer. And as a side note with Brewer, um, he also had an infamous uh, flare-up with Billy Martin in 1960. He was a fairly even-tempted lefty, but he was a victim of, you know, of Martin, who was not as even-tempered. And they ended up in a lawsuit because of it. Martin broke Brewer's, Brewer's jaw. Uh, unfortunately, Brewer d died at a very young age of 50 in an auto accident. Now, for the normal listeners of the show, we I, this is when I usually tell you that we're going to get to Robin and the history highlights. Uh, we don't have Robin this week, so you're going to have to deal with me giving you the history highlights. But I do still have trivia for you. Um, who is the second position player for the Yankees to win a Golden Glove at a position other than outfield? Answers at the end of the show, but I'm going to give you a few hints along the way. Now, let's talk about those highlights. On July 17, 1990, the Minnesota Twins become the first team to turn two triple plays in one game. Third baseman Gary Gaetti, second baseman Al Newman, and first baseman Kent Herbeck are involved in both triple killings against the Red Sox. The Twins, however, still lose one to nothing at Fenway. I'm going to play you the audio right now of those triple plays. 
double play. They go, and Gaiety has won. They got two, and they've got another triple play. Mercy me, Gerald. <laughs> and Mr. Morgan, the second time the Twins have started a triple play in this game, started by Gaetti, and it's still 1-0 going to the night. Holy mackerel. July 17th, 1974, Bob Gibson of the Cardinals collects his 3,000th career strikeout. Gibson who fans Cesar Geronimo of the Reds and becomes only the second major leaguer at the time to reach the milestone. And later, Geronimo is also going to be career victim number 3,000 to Nolan Ryan. I'm going to play the audio of Gibson's record-setting strikeout. Two men out, the pitch coming, a swing and a miss, he struck him out! And that's 3,000 for Bob Gibson who gets a standing ovation here at Bush Stadium. Now, on July 17, 1961, Hall of Famer Ty Cobb passes away at the age of 74. He was one of the greatest hitters of all time. The Georgia Peach led the American League in batting 12 times. Cobb also reached the coveted 400 mark three times in his career. And when he retired, Cobb held the all-time record for most hits, runs scored, RBIs, and highest career batting average. You want to listen to Cobb? There's a link in the show notes uh, to a great interview that he gave. And finally, on July 17th, 1941, New York Yankee outfielder Joe DiMaggio sees his hitting streak halted at 56 games by two Cleveland Indian pitchers, Al Smith and Jim Bagby. Third baseman Ken Kelter makes two outstanding plays on hot smashes by DiMaggio, robbing the Yankee Clipper each time it hits. DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak uh, stands as the longest in Major League history. He went on to hit in 16 straight after um, after this game with the Indians, and he also had a really long streak when he played with the um, uh, San Francisco Seals in 61 games. Now, you can also listen to a really cool interview that he gave, um, Legends of Sports. The, sh- the link is in the show notes for that. And that is July 7th for this day in baseball history. Now, would you like a hint... For that uh, trivia question, the Yankees retired his number in 1980. He wore number 32. I always like to say at this point, at some time it's really like the twilight zone where you can propel yourself back 30, 50, 60, 70 years to listen to, um, to listen to players who actually lived the history. Uh, It's not talking heads, it's real time, in the moment, people who live that history, and I think that's that's what makes a difference. Um, and today, we've got a pretty short uh, list of games that you could check out, um, but on July 17th, 1969, uh, you can listen to the Pittsburgh Pirates in the Montreal Expos play a game. Of course, you got Stargell, Clemente for the, for the Pirates. The Expos at the time were still a very young franchise, but it's a, it's a cool listen. And we got a couple of Astro highlights from 1966, including Lee May and Rusty Staub over there at VintageBaseballReflections.com. And it really is, if you like baseball audio, there is no better place to go than VintageBaseballReflections.com. There are, I believe, I could be off a little bit, but there's about four months worth of audio that you can check out there if you started playing today to the end. So it's definitely worth checking out. Um, I hope you do, I hope you have some time to do that. Trivia. Before he played in the infield, 
Um, when he played in the minor leagues, he played most of his time in the outfield. He had a home run uh, in his very first World Series at bat, even though the Yankees did lose that series. Um, the Yankees did retire his number in 1980. His number was 32. And the players, uh, the, the non-outfielders that won a Golden Glove for the Yankees uh, before him was Bobby Shantz. Uh, he did that in 1957. And Bobby Richardson won a Golden Glove in 1961. Uh, who are we talking about? And we're talking about Elston Howard, who won a Golden Glove in 1963 and 64. Um, Maris had won in 1960 in the outfield of, and Mantle in 62. Um, and, and the World Series game that he had a home run in was 1955. If you want to check out Elston Howard, we had two great interviews for him um, at um, uh, from Tops and Sports from the day. It was fantastic interviews, um, and they're both on BaseballReflections.com. Now, tomorrow's show, uh, it's going to feature July 18th, and that's going to be uh, Ty Cobb again, uh, and he collects his 4,000th hit. Um, Frick kind of talks about an asterisk. Uh, Cone is perfect. Uh, Mays collects his 3,000th, and Mattingly goes yard for his eighth straight game. Uh, I just want to thank... Um, Horsehair Trivia for the trivia. Fantastic as usual. And I'm going to do oh, a shout out to Robin from Robin Says. I can't wait to get you back on the show. And if you want to check out her stuff, it's at robinsays.com. And I bid adieu until tomorrow. VintageBaseballReflections.com features a treasure chest of baseball audio. The wonderful thing is the audio isn't a guy like me or a few talking heads reflecting on players, seasons, or teams. It is the actual players from that era, announcers from that era, giving you an uncut, unfiltered, unrecent day stance on what it was like then. These are real-time clips from that era. Now, we encourage you to check out our entire back catalog of baseball audio. And if you like old-time games, and folks, and folks, you are not alone. Join the membership section to enjoy interacting with fans, scoring games with folks just like you, and listening to hundreds of radio broadcasts that were baseball classics. As a special offer to you, type in This Day in Baseball for a discount just for you. And if you enjoyed the show, hit the plus sign to subscribe, follow us on the socials, and above all, share us with your friends who love baseball history just like you.